0: Today on the Topping Show, Target's Prime Month causes the first sales drop in six years. San Francisco retailer of 166 years may close. Disney Plus cancel is trending as prices shoot up. Best Buy ended up having a segregation initiative for their healthcare and race hiring practices. A trans weightlifter beats women's record by 463 pounds. Linus Tech Tips versus Gamers Nexus. From errors to theft, we have the whole, mostly the whole story. Vivek Rao goes viral for his response to the LGBT activist. New York City bans TikTok on government phones. Half of Toyota GR Supras are stick shifts. Warren Buffett cuts his stake in general motors in half. Kava restaurants show a profit in their stock upticks. Fogo de Chao is actually being sold to Bain Capital. And Nikola, well, their shares crash because they have a recall of all of their batteries. All that and much more on The Topping Show. Thank you, everyone, for taking the time to tune in today. Today's episode of the Topic Show is sponsored by Topping Technologies. Topping Technologies is an IT value added reseller and services company with a special proficiency in IT security. Heck, I see their founder at least twice a day. Gotta he's quite handsome and brilliant. He's me, that's the joke. If you're an IT leader or business owner, you need little assistance, you reach the team at sales at toppingtechnologies.com. Now, going on to the business part of the podcast, you have a new report showing that half of 2023 Toyota GR Supras have stick shifts. Long live the manual transmission in the internal combustion engine. Such beautiful news in all of history has been so absent the past couple years. It is nice and refreshing to see some enthusiasts keeping that alive. Now, in total, there are 1,216 GR Supras sold since the manual transmission was launched for the model in 2023, or rather the model year 2023. Toyota perhaps taking a leaf out of General Motors' book. They actually released an inferior product to begin with, and then, as the product got to go older, then they actually made it better. Or in this case, just kind of baseline requirement. When Toyota refreshed the product line and brought the Supra back, the new one didn't have any option for a manual transmission. Which, for all the enthusiasts or you know anyone who's not dead inside, that's a pretty big disappointment for something that's supposed to be the pinnacle, their iconic brand, the Supra. Albeit it is a, kind of a, a lot of German engineering in there with the BMW, but I digress they brought it back and it looks like exactly 47 percent all the Supras they had the stick shirt. now the transmission is actually a six-speed manual transmission that uses the casing from a bmw3 series but the gearing from an m3 now it looks like engineers actually spoke to Track in an exclusive interview and they said that the linkage and shifter itself are new and the toy the toyota development team also had to have the rod matching software put there as well and of course they had to actually move the center console around a little bit to actually make room for the shifter because it pains me if you don't if you don't know how it works i definitely recommend going out and having a having a blast and you know actually shifting through the gears ask a friend to get involved in the community but you actually do need to move around to the center console because you're literally moving you're shifting the car you're one with the machine man machine perfectly matched so they had to do some actually engineering at toyota's so it's pretty impressive very rare in the automotive community do they listen to the consumers so much where they had all the enthusiasts every review about the toyota super when it first came out or when the new one first came out everyone was disappointed that it was automatic only which again is pathetic but they did listen they actually had to do some in-house engineering because again the bmw overseas well under skeleton they don't have that option so pretty impressive for toyota to do that for the enthusiast community and hopefully they keep making the engines a little bit better Maybe you throw in a couple more turbos just doing something keeping pushing the envelope that'd be that'd be exceptional because it is so rare these days in a ever evolving world that's more and more electronic and more and more EVs is refreshing to have some enthusiast get a great product every once in a while Other interesting business news you have Warren Buffett cutting his stake in General Motors by 50% which I know you know public school's test scores all time low that's a that's literally half 50% it's like half the apple Now it looks like specifically Warren Buffett or rather his holding company or the company that he founded, Berkshire Hathaway, they went from having 40 million shares of general stock down to 22 million shares during fiscal Q2, which we just know because they just filed the report. And it looks like I did a poll on LinkedIn and I asked people, you know, why do you think Warren Buffett decreased? Because is it, is it the cost of the ever increasing cost of labor because the unions with the United Auto Worker industry, uh, Union? Is it because there might be a strike because that's coming up in November with the contract negotiations with the big three the big three, being the United States, used to be the pinnacle of automotive companies: Chrysler, Ford, and General Motors. And the gang, I mean, Union, is actually you know, kneecapping them when it comes to making them uncompetitive, both with reliability products as well as you know the cost of labor. Since it, the, most of the incentives are around tenure, not performance. But I digress. Interestingly enough, the third option I said, you know, why do you think you know Warren Buffett to sell? A majority of people on LinkedIn said that their main thought is because it's their EV adoption and the troubles around it. Now, Mary Barra, uh, the CEO of General Motors, is very adamant getting Cadillac will be all EV by 2030, which, <laughs> messing with the crown jewel in your portfolio and the most profitable thing in your portfolio, perhaps will be the business blunder of the century. Granted, they'll be bailed out because GM has gone bankrupt multiple times. So she wants that to be 2030 all EV, and then GM all their products, all EV by 2035, which, again, doesn't matter. U.S. infrastructure can't handle it. But regardless, this sounds good, so let's do it even though most of your profit comes from internal combustion engine pickup trucks. But I moderately digress. It'll be interesting to see where Warren actually decides to put more of his investments. Does he think Tesla's a better bet because in terms of EV, obviously they started off as an EV company. They still have a pretty big lead over the competition. It'll be interesting to see where they go from there. Other interesting business news, you have Kava showing a profit for the first report since they've gone through the IPO and their stock precipitously went up. Now. Cava is a Mediterranean restaurant, which, pardon me, is a little bit of uh, annoyed with them because they did buy out a Texas-based company by the name of Zoe's Kitchen, which I thought had infer- far superior salmon kebabs, but I digress. They bought out Zoe's Kitchen a couple years back, then they consolidated the brands, they did an IPO. And it looks like their Q2 profit came in at $172.9 million. That's a net sales increase of 62% in part thanks to new restaurants. They opened up 16 new locations, and they have a goal of hitting are actually, opening up 279, or sorry, that's a new total number of stores or restaurants that are open. Now, their goal for this year is to open 65 to 70 new locations. And compared to the others, restaurants are pretty, doing pretty darn good. Their foot traffic was up by 10.3 percent. And whether restaurants or even if you're, you know, a retail like Walmart, Target, one of the most important things is, you know, what's the foot traffic and what's the dwell time. Dwell time being, you know, how long are they standing there? How long are they in the store? obviously, you know, ideally more time, better. Because they see more products, they buy more stuff. Now, the news of this actually helped their stock jump by about twelve percent, giving them a new market cap value of five point two seven billion dollars. Which that's a lot of vegetarian food. So I'll be interested to see how much they keep growing, and hopefully, they bring back some of those delicious steak and salmon kebabs to their menu. Can't help but notice it's mainly wraps and salads, but hopefully, they'll bring them back. Other interesting business news: You have Fogo de Chao being sold to Bain Capital for 1.1 billion dollars. Now, this is according to an anonymous source I reported to Reuters. And, you know, Fogo is one of the most well-known, I would say, Brazilian steakhouse, headquartered in the best state of all time, Texas. Now, they actually have 76 locations worldwide, and they posted an annual revenue growth of 15% in 2021. Previously, they were purchased by Roan Capital, and that was for 560 million dollars. So, those investors are gonna be quite happy since they're about doubling selling it now for $1.1 billion, so pretty good ROI. And in terms of the historicals of Bain Capital, they've also invested in other restaurants, including Dunkin', which marketing is an F minus because everyone just calls it Dunkin' Donuts because that's the name, but they rebranded because it, it sounded fancier. But they have invested in, in Dunkin' Donuts, you have Domino's, as well as Burger King. So they do have some restaurant experience in terms of investing and maybe helping propel the brands and do a little bit better. They'll be interested to see, a lot of people on LinkedIn were worried, you know, not all the time, but sometimes when it comes to investment companies, they want to either increase the prices or decrease the cost of goods sold, which at the end of the day, equal a negative outcome for the consumer. So if they're not careful, they can quickly destroy a brand identity and just drag it through the mud. Hopefully this is mostly a handoff approach Maybe give them more cost savings when it comes to economies of scale. They have all the restaurants buying the same corn syrup or whatever, if you buy in bulk, you get, you know, more you buy, the less per unit is. So perhaps there's a silver lining in that regard. It'll be interesting to see where they go from here, but I always say time shall tell. Now, going on to the culture part of the podcast, you have Target's Pride Month. Well, that helps sales fall for the first time in six years, which is, yeah, that, that's pretty da- that, that's pretty unprecedentedly bad. Now, it looks like the, this was, is specifically in regard to the quarterly sales. And, I mean, just in one week of Pride Month, their stock dropped by nine billion dollars they also know that their foot traffic dropped by 4.8 percent last fiscal quarter now it looks like their stores were open for the prior year they dropped as well and they're not only are their store sales going down by about 5.4 percent last fiscal quarter but also online went down by 10.5 percent now they it is important to note that they did beat wall street's expectations for their profit but they're not doing so hot in the past year. Their stock's gone down twenty-seven percent. That's not good by any means, especially when you're competition like Walmart—they're doing pretty darn good these days. Now, there's a lot of speculation of you know why, 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 why this year? I mean, a lot of these companies, including Bud Light with their business blunder, they've had price sections for sometimes years and sometimes decades. Bud Light's been sponsoring parades for decades. That wasn't really the difference. The same with this, I believe. At Target, they've had pride for many years. They're famous, oh, I would say famously, I know company headquarters because I might not know the footballs being thrown or the the balls on the fields, but I do know some business stuff. So they're headquartered over in Minnesota, very more left leaning company, and they've had gay pride and pride merchandise at Target for several years. We didn't see much of a pushback at all. In fact, most people just kind of accepted it as the norm of Fortune, you know, all these big companies. The big difference this year was one, targeting the kids, pun moderately intended, although it's so morally vacuous, it shouldn't be a joke, as well as you had trans gear. Now, when I and satanic materials, when I say satanic, I don't mean being, I'm not being bombastic or exaggerating. I mean, they literally hired a self-proclaimed satanist designer who made materials, including a pin of Satan with the, written out, Satan, um, what Was it, Satan, preserves your pronouns or what was it satan respects your pronouns something like that so they had and they also had the tuck friendly swimsuits so the swimsuits that were designed for what was it is it was for biological men who wanted to be women women so there's extra material so they could tuck their junk sorry if it got too graphic right there but in my opinion those are the two or three products that they did not have last year that they did have this year and a lot of those products were right adjacent to the kids section as well in addition to having the pride merchandise for kids i think that was another delta between last year and this year so you saw a very pretty fair boycott from people in the middle as well as as this has become a political issue more the political conservatives and i think a lot of people just realize target you don't need it no one needs to shop at target it's i i used to always call it walmart for rich people or walmart for people that have too much money because Pretty much everything that they have, but it's just more expensive. Is the quality there? Debatable. But it's mostly junk you don't need. And if there's something I drill into the head of every person in America, I would have to say to them, please know the difference between a need and a want. Because unfortunately, many people don't understand that difference anymore. But that's just you know my three cents. It used to be two cents, but forty-year hyperinflation. I should chart. I should be four cents, but just three cents. Although it is free to click that subscribe button. Try and get to three thousand subscribers by the end of the month. Greatly appreciate your support. But going back to Target, that was a big difference between their merchandise last year compared to this year. Now, they acquiesced a little bit. They moved it to the back of the store. But in doing that, they pissed off people who are politically on the left side of the political aisle. So, similar to Bud Light, they managed to not only piss off the people in the middle and people on the right, but they also pissed off, their I would say for Target, more of their traditional core customer, which is people who are more politically ideologically on the left side. So, Target knows they messed up because they actually recently, the CEO, they actually admitted we're going to carry we're going to be more careful on evaluations of what products we carry and another issue target has is again not only is there stuff more expensive than walmart or competitors but it's mostly discretionary so discretionary in terms of retail it's crap that is not consumed like food or soap or toothpaste very stuff that's more tangible although i would argue most of it is still disposable in fact i would say most of i would say every target item in the store is discretionary but think of you know discretionary things being clothing, home decor, toys, technologies. And that's the majority of what Target has, which traditionally was good because you don't make a lot of groceries. The grocery industry is very razor thin. It's like 2% profit margin. So the only way they can save a business is by selling stuff stuff. However, during economic turmoil like we have now, people decrease, I was gonna say, fiscally responsible people, decrease the amount of discretionary stuff they buy and focus more on the things you need to buy. Like literally, well, I was gonna say carbs are overrated, are overrated so perhaps not bread. But maybe whey protein, organic beef, what's not a good thing people like to eat. Uh, spinach, the good stuff like that. And that's where Walmart is better because they have better prices. And again, I don't care if spinach, organic spinach, I don't care if it comes in a Target bag or a Walmart bag. As long as it's the same net weight, why not? Why would I not buy the Walmart one? But I digress. They're in a little bit of an issue. They're in a little bit of a turmoil at Target. Will they be able to recover in how they do it? That would be the more interesting question, but culturally speaking, it's fascinating to see another boycott having a fiscal impact on a company when traditionally you really didn't see much except a couple angry people online, or at least when it comes to boycotts from people who are ideologically more on the right side of the aisle. Will it continue to get worse for Target? I can't help but think it will, but let me know in the comment section how, how how low do you think it will go? Also, it doesn't help they don't prosecute crime like many traditional left-leaning companies. It's estimated they're going to lose at least $400 million dollars just from things being stolen from target this year. Yeah, I would say, uh, they're, they're a huge company. They could take some losses like that, but they definitely need to turn that ship around how they'll do that. That'll be interesting to see time shall tell. Now, other fascinating and interesting culture news you have San Francisco retailer of 166 years. Well, they might be going out of business or leaving more accurately, leaving San Francisco like every other business. Now, it looks like this is Gumps in San Francisco, which is owned by a new owner by the name of John chichatis He bought it back in 2008. Now the store was originally established in 1861, and it was back when San Francisco, you know, the Gold Rush, there was a booming economy, and it mainly sold luxury furnishings and jewelry. Now, when asked for comment, he said uh, this from uh, John: "He said, quote: Today, as we prepare for our 166th holiday season at 250 Post Street, we fear that this might be our last." Unquote. Now this is an open letter that he sent to the. I was going to say he sent it to the edit, um, to the editation of the San Francisco Chronicle, as well as political leaders. Will they listen? No, eh, probably not. Now he continues to say, quote, the ramifications of code policies advising people to abandon their offices are only beginning to be understood. Equally devastating have been the litany of destructive San Francisco strategies, including allowing the homelessness to occupy your sidewalks to openly distribute and use illegal drugs, to harass the public and defile the city streets, unquote. Which is quite literally crap in the streets. If you look at San Francisco, they don't enforce any laws. They actually decrim... They, it's no longer basically not prosecuted if you steal an item below $950. It used to be... They, de- they changed the classification to make it much, much less likely to be prosecuted, and they just don't. And the crime has grown up exponentially. Who would have guessed? Well, anyone with 18... Perhaps 19 brain cells or more. Now, granted, San Francisco, the, you know, the, that might be that actually no, that is that is above their average intel, intellect perhaps for the politicians. But it'll be interesting to see. So Caucus actually ran for US Senate in the state of Nevada, and he argued that the conditions of San Francisco are making things worse. He said, quote, they're making it, quote, sorry, unlivable for its residents, unsafe for our employees, and unwelcoming to visitors from around the world, unquote. Which, yeah, if you're if you're coming from across the globe to visit the United States. And you value your safety definitely do not go to San Francisco It has become the Mecca of crime theft rampant drug use and crapping in the street literally not metaphorically although metaphorically fis- metaphorically their businesses are you know shite since they're all leaving because again they're not making money they're losing money and it's dangerous for the employees the customers it's not a great environment to be in culturally speaking will they turn that ship around I, I would say opt look not so good Detroit used to be the most richest, most successful, prosperous city in the world. Back when GM, Ford, and Chrysler ruled the automotive community, you had some cultural changes in Detroit, and it hasn't come back since. No matter how much money is being thrown at it, they spent, good examples, education, more money is spent per child, I believe, still in the city of Detroit than any other city. Yet they do not have the best test scores. Which, again, is a good example of just throwing money at the problem doesn't usually fix it band-aids usually don't cure but it'll be interesting let me know in the comments do you think uh san francisco will make a comeback anytime soon we'll see other interesting culture news you have disney plus canceling trending after a 25 percent price hike ouch yeah people again people are slowly starting to learn i think the differences between a want and a need and streaming it's all that's all want you don't need any of that especially because you have great free content like this on the YouTube and on podcast platforms. Now, it looks like their ad-free plan is going from $10.99 a month to 13.99 a month. And this is at the same time where they're removing a lot of their content. And these price points have gotten to the point where it's more expensive than cable, thereby negating one of the biggest advantages that it used to have, where it used to be a cost savings as well as convenience. So streaming used to be the best of both worlds when it first came out, not only did you have no commercials, it was like cheaper than your cable box, you had a great amount of content, but uh, just it's losing more and more of its competitive advantage. And they even removed 50 titles, 50 titles from Disney Plus and Hulu. And it's only gonna get worse from here. So Google searches for di- canceled Disney Plus increased by 510%. They also lost 4 million subscribers Q2 2023. So they're not doing so great. They're losing about a billion dollars on movies. Indiana Jones, the numbers are coming in. Estimates they lost $100 million on that. What? I can't remember the last time a Disney movie made a profit. Can you? Certainly not past a past year. They used to print money. But perhaps injecting politics into all of your content isn't a wise decision. Unless you're a specific political channel. I was going to say time shall tell, but... It's pretty telling times at Disney. They're not doing the right business decisions. And culturally, culturally speaking, we're seeing a shift of people. Uh, they just don't want to support them anymore. Whether that be, I think is partially because of political, ideological differences. As well as the prices going up and up and having less features. Having less content. So do you really need to have that Disney Plus account? Well, no, I would say definitely not. But that's just my three cents. It used to be two cents. But hyperinflation, 40 year high. Gotta go to three cents. I'm sorry. Although, again, it is still free to click that subscribe button or like or comment. Feedback, always appreciated. Now, other interesting culture news, you have Best Buy. There were, it's gotten worse. It looks like they actually have segregated healthcare and racist hiring practices. So we thought it was bad, which it was morally vacuous and disgusting, that they had policies where unless you were a certain race, you couldn't get into the management trainee program, which if you're early in your career and you're trying to move out of the corporate ladder, those programs are key. That's literally a program developed to give you the training, the expertise and the career path to get into that management position. Most businesses have this. It's how they empower the employees, it's how they reward them for working there. And in this case, they said, all right, you need to get three things. One, you had to be at the company for about a year. That makes sense. I want to make sure they get a good ROI out of you. I want to make sure you're invested in the company. They said, okay, that makes sense. Two, you have to be an employee in good standing, which just says you're not coming to work late. You know I mean? You're not being written up for disciplinary reasons that makes sense too i would have the same i similar policies as well and then they said you must identify as i believe it was a black pacific islander hispanic as well as one or two more but couldn't help but notice caucasian or white wasn't there so there's a de facto saying you can't get in this program because you don't identify that granted it's 2023 so you can identify whatever you want so i mean i'm sure someone might do that like rachel dolesall did famously but still, morally, it's disgusting to actually put up bo- barriers and discriminating against someone based on their race. Something they can't control. Now, it looks like there's more reporting, thanks to the whistleblower as well as James O'Keefe. Now, this one, actually, there's a sign in their Best Buy office. And it said, Employee Resource Group and Professional Development Group. And oddly enough, you scan based on your race. So the categories were Asian, Black, Disabilities, Indigenous, Military, Pride, Unidos, Women's, and Young Professionals. Every category except old white guys. And I did do some research. I never heard of the Unidos. That's uh, basically a Latin American community. Another, I would guess, another BS term made up by white folks at too much time. Kind of like Latinx. My family's never used that term. It's made up by, uh, I was a cliche, it was a is a suburban white woman people in the hispanic community don't use that cuz it's made up Latin language is inherently gender oriented which again logic and some of these political ideologies I know it's like oil water they don't mix it's all ridiculousness now going over to more things they actually had their health care was segregated now this sounds so ridiculously racist I I had to do a reread because I'm like, there's no way a a, a professional company, I believe they're publicly traded still, a company, they would never put this out there because they get sued. And I guarantee you the lawsuits are coming. Now, this is a splash page where this is from Best Buy and it's a benefits page, which every company has, or most companies, if they're doing well and they have the opportunity, they give their employees benefits. Makes sense. Now, this is pretty disgusting in terms of it's racist. Now, it says... Introducing Black Health. I thought we were all this we're all human. Why do we have a special health category? So that's the title of their benefits page. And it says, I quote, Best Buy is committed to give to health equity for all employees and their loved ones. That's why we are excited to launch Black Health, offered through our current partner, Included Health, who also serve the LGBTQIA plus community. This service is designed to connect employees with their household de- and their household identi- uh, dependents who identify as black to vetted, affirming, and high quality care providers they can trust. You do not need to be on the Best Buy Medical Plan to take advantage of this benefit. With Black Health, you will have your own dedicated care coordinator from a black led team to get you the care you need from their National Directory of Top Providers, anywhere from the they go out a list of different types of medical providers in terms of body parts and what they cover. But isn't it racist to say you're gonna get so you, you get to pick some a doctor based on the race? That's the last thing I care about if I go to the doctor. I wanna know if they're proficient. Where where do they get to go where do they go to school? What's their track record with accurate diagnoses and helping patients? This, this is you never see this in the and it's fascinating to see. This. Now that's coming to the public light, of course the CEO of Best Buy. She made her Twitter profile private. They're all hiding, which is again is another good sign. Someone, I would say, if they're why aren't they standing firmly beside these ideals now that it's being brought to the public? The public had no idea this is going on. Now, another sign came out of Best Buy, and it says, "All in on inclusion and diversity," and this is for specifically the employee resource groups. And it says, "You can scan the following ERQ." ERG QR codes if you would like to join the conversation and receive newsletters and event invites Now Actually again, I don't know how this is not racist. So it breaks out categories based on the race. So they have Asian black Disabilities, so I digress not a race So they have Asian black disabilities Indigenous pride women's military And Latinx, which, again, I would say is pejorative to Latin American community group because, again, we don't use those terms. It's a made-up BS term. It's one of those ridiculous things that just shows how narcissistic some people are, where they think they have to redefine your whole language and culture. Ridiculous beyond all belief. So all these things are coming out. And will there be a Best Boy Boycott? Let me know in the comments, do you think there's going to be a similar reaction to Bud Light and Target where people are going to shop at Best Buy less because of these racist policies? I think it'll take a long term fiscal impact on the company in terms of a lot of people go to Best Buy, you know, every day, like Target, they have groceries. So people will actually shop there either weekly or bi-weekly. where you can see a sales delta pretty quick. If there is a boycott Best Buy, granted, I feel bad anyone had to step in there in the past years. I'm ashamed to say I had to go... I went there and made a mistake of trying an HDMI cable in the past 12 months. Because mine broke. And they didn't have one in stock. Which is the most pathetic thing. If you're an l store and you don't have an HDMI cable, your one job as a physical store is to have inventory. And subsequently, I just went to Walmart because, yeah, they have pretty darn near everything at Walmart. And for, you know, last minute, if you're in a pinch, they have the cables you need. So I can't fathom... There's so many options with electronics these days. Not just, you know, great providers like Top Technologies. If you're a business and need some IT help, we also do hardware as well. But in terms of like consumers, you know, everyday folks you just want like a laptop or a washer and dryer. I mean, Walmart has that too. Amazon is out there, Micro Center is out there. There are a lot of options for electronic needs. Apple has their own Apple stores. I know that's part of Best Buy. Microsoft has their own Microsoft store that which they actually pay to be inside Best Buy for that privilege. And, and I believe that also legally they, they maintain the displays and all that kind of stuff. But there's very few compelling reasons to go to a Best Buy. I would argue the only compelling reason is if they have physical inventory right there, which again, Walmart has too. So I can't fathom a real reason to go there anymore. Perhaps that's why they attempted to pivot to healthcare technologies throughout the years and try to find a different path. Let me know in the comment section, do you think, will you go to Best Buy again after this? They, haven't, they Of course, they haven't even mentioned an apology or saying we did something wrong. I doubt they will. And at the end of the, end of the day, I think they're going to be sued and there's going to be a lot of litigious actions around this. Unfortunately, that's sometimes what you, people have to do to get companies to change. Will they? We'll see, but time shall tell. Other interesting culture news, you have a trans weightlifter beating the unofficial woman's record by 400 and sixty three pounds, so this person just, this person didn 't just lift four hundred sixty eight pounds. that was the delta the difference between the second best person well it's one of those things where it's so fascinating I guess there who would have thought there's biological differences differences between men and women this is also a great example of South Park predicting yet another cultural phenomenon where oh dear god, so i 'm saving you the um Eye soreness of this uh, individual lifting. Now, this is an article, or rather, more accurately, it's a tweet, or more accurately, now it's an X, although the URL is still Twitter.com. How long will it be there? I would say only a couple months, my three cents. But this is from Reddix, um, also known as R-E-D-U-S-X-M-A-G, or Redix Mag on the, on the Twitter of the X. And they say, quote, a trans-identified male set out Canadian woman's powerlifting record at a championship in Manitoba yesterday. Uh and Andres, who previously mocked female powerlifters, lifted a total of 210 kilograms than the strongest female competitor. Which, that is, maybe Europeans just want to make, or I guess Europeans and Canadians want to make themselves sound lighter. So instead of saying 463 pounds, which is a lot, oh no, it's only 210 kilograms. Burn international pounds are where it's at. Now, you actually also have an interview with Riley Gaines who was most famously known for being a swimmer who was surpassed or rather tied with a biological male who decided to join the female league, uh, changing inside of female locker rooms while Thomas didn't have any of the surgeries or anything like that. It was just a different swimsuit. And of course, that individual broke records, of course. And Riley Gaines was one of the very few people who had the temerity and the brave to actually speak out when most acquiesced and just cowered and they just were too scared of being socially ostracized, which she has in many ways, but thankfully there's more and more people supporting her. So this is a brief, brief, quick, uh, brief clip, or rather a tweet from Riley Gaines. And Riley Gaines and this day's place took place in Canada. Her text before the video is quote, Justin Trudeau's racial disdain for women, um, little comma thing, and reality in effect, and also look loud. She goes to say quote, new national and unofficial world record for trans identifying male and Andres.
1: Breaking news, there is a new Canadian national record holder in women's powerlifting. The only problem is, it wasn't set by a woman. Trans-identified Anne Andres competed at the 2023 Western Canadian Championships yesterday. According to results, Andres' total powerlifting score was over 210 pounds more than the top-performing female in the same class.
0: that was redacted again. That that was kilograms. It should have been... Or sorry, that was pounds. The metric was kilograms. Later corrected to be about 450 pounds. Dear God. Short blue hair and pink socks. The signature. Now, Now, another oddity is that There are a lot of women in the crowd cheering this person out. So maybe a lot of people are speculating women are more forgiving or they're more, what's a nice way of saying, um, more accepting of, of things like this. But there are a lot of women who are scared they'll be socially ostracized. So I suspect that's why many of them are also quiet or they're not voicing their concerns about these things.
1: Not only is this a Canadian national record, sources say that this is an unofficial world record for the class that Andres competed in. And as if his domination competing against the women wasn't enough, watch as he mocks female powerlifters.
2: Why is women's bench so bad? I mean, not compared to me. We all know that I'm a training freak, so that doesn't count. And no, we're not talking about Mackenzie Lee. She's got little T-Rex arms and she's like 400 pounds of chest muscle, apparently. I mean, standard bench in powerlifting competition for women. I literally don't
1: understand why it's so bad. Let's rephrase that. Women's bench might be bad to you because you are a male who's gone through male puberty with a male amount of testosterone. Being a woman or a female athlete doesn't mean we're inferior or not capable of accomplishing incredible things, but it means we're different to men. And that's exactly why the women's sporting category was ever even created. And we deserve to be recognized and celebrated based off of those physical ceilings and our own uniqueness andre's record is a mediocre lift by a mediocre male power lifter because the canadian powerlifting union is discriminating against female athletes
0: i mean let me know in the comments i is there a compelling reason against riley gains take on this situation or does it make perfect logical sense and then what is the long-term outcome of this is the goal to completely obfuscate the differences between male and female just have one class in which case subsequently you'll just have men dominating every category because again there's inherent physical differences between the genders between the sexes so be interested to see what's the long-term outcome is there any compromise or is there i i don't suspect so but it'll be interesting to see time shall surely tell other interesting culture news, you have Linus Tech Tips vs. Gamers Nexus. Now, we're going to give a little fun a little, uh, little fun summary of this. So Linus Tech Tips is one of those popular Tech Tips YouTube channels. I believe they have actually grown to 15.5 million subscribers. Well, that was before the controversy. And they also have uh, up to 100 employees. So it's a, become a full-blown business now. I believe he started off as an independent YouTuber, talking about reviews of tech gear. and it looks like Gamer Nexus, they're a competitive content creator, so they make content that's similar, and they recently released a 45-minute video critiquing the issues that they had with Linus Tech Tips, both from ethical as well as technical proficiencies, or lack thereof. Now, one of the issues they said was errors in Linus Tech Tips' videos and their lack of improper redacting of false information. Now, in that case, they actually have several instances where they go through some of the experience that, experiments that Linus Tech Tips runs, and they show that they install things improperly and then they blame the manufacturer which let's one of the things are life especially in technology the human error is always present it's a phenomenon especially in it cybersecurity, but when it comes to these things they're specifically blaming the manufacturer for their ineptitudes because they just didn't install i believe one was a graphics card properly and they also had an issue where they're trying to review a mouse which it does make sense in terms of people buy mice so maybe it's good content but if reviewing a mouse is above your mental intellect perhaps you chose the wrong career or perhaps you just need more tutoring but they literally tried to review a mouse and they were complaining they took it out of the box they you know played around they did a review they were complaining that it wasn't very smooth when they were moving around on the table and someone in the comments actually pointed out they didn't remove the stickers on the bottom the protective stickers it comes with so Of course it wasn't smooth. You didn't even finish taking all the protective crap off of it. But unfortunately, that manufacturer, I'm sure they dent their sales because, again, they have about 15.5 million subscribers. So, of course, I feel bad for that manufacturer because their product is not being accurately represented. Now, when it comes to a few instances where they do admit their faults, they don't have a redaction video or they don't actually bring it up audio or with the visuals. They just insert a text, which... That's basically useless in terms of when it comes to these types of platforms where you're going on YouTube, more often than not, you're looking at it. It's a cliche you know, saying, but body language is 90 plus percent communication. So if you're only listening to that podcast, you're, you're not going to notice that because it's just text on a screen. And it's also apparently in terms of the size, not that big. So it's a little disclaimer that it goes on the screen, but what would be more appropriate? Actually having a dedicated video talking about it. Now, I make mistakes all the time. I'm human, allegedly. Someone actually said I was AI in the comments, which is moderately hilarious. I is no human. I am. But I digress. But all reality, just you know, I have Twitter, if you contact me. But I digress. Mm-hmm. Now, when it comes to the redactions, I made a mistake when I was talking about United Auto Workers and talking about, I two weeks ago, the ongoing strife between the big three automotive companies and the UAW. And I pointed out that during the last bankruptcy, which was in part caused by the cost of the UAW, to the big three, the big three being Ford, General Motors, as well as Chrysler. I said, you know, one of the biggest issues now, they really didn't give up much. Unions on average, they want the upside. They never want the risk. They just want the, they want the profits. They don't want the risk. So during great times, they want to take all the profits. During bad times, they don't want to take a cut in their salary. Now, someone in in my video, they had a comment where they actually knew someone, they were part of the UAW, and they actually let me know that, specifically, I believe Chrysler, during that bankruptcy, and they actually did get rid of the pension. So going forward, I believe it's after 2007, if you're an employee at Chrysler, you no longer qualified for pensions. Now, the other employees who worked there forever, they still did it, which is a huge ongoing cost, but they did give up that going forward. It should be noted that now that they're renegotiating, they're bringing that back, but I issued a correction the next, I believe it's the next week when I did another uh, piece about the UAW, I spent a couple of minutes talking about how I made a mistake during my research process. And I missed that part about the pensions. And I also talked about the, I further clarified when they said, you know, it takes some $63 an hour to put a tire in a car. I believe I said in the original, but I reemphasized in my follow-up video saying, this is the total cost to the stockholders, shareholders, because that's the cost, not just of the hourly wages where they give them cash or you're paying your employee, but also the health care and the benefits, which I would also argue at the end of the day, that the whole number is all that counts to the manufacturer. And to with buying the car because the cost is going up by that amount it doesn't matter how it's breaking it up it's still still a cost but nevertheless i did do a video where i explained my you know where i thought i was wrong or i explained where i had gone wrong and i further explained why at the end of the day i think this is going to be increasing the cost of goods sold and it's going to hurt the consumer i mean i let them know in the comments section i you know hey i appreciate your feedback i mean let's I didn't get. i ain't angry about it i just made a mistake now in this case they just put that little font on the screen and They are not too transparent. They also have instances of conflict of interest. Now, Linus, it makes sense he's a tech guy, so they started a, they invested in a laptop company. That makes sense. That's your passion. That's your business. Why not make a product for it? Now, the conflict of interest comes when he's reviewing his own stuff, which even if you try really hard, it's going to be, some would say, almost impossible on a subconscious level, or how do you not inherently think the product is better because you're invested in it. Not just fiscally, but even just emotionally, it's, you know, you're coming together, you're working on this product. It's hard to say that you couldn't be biased. You're human. Everyone is. Mostly there are some robots out there, but they also have your more issues. They're stealing and selling prototypes. Now this specifically looks like it was for a heat sink, which again, this is a startup company. So I feel especially bad for the people, they were trying to get into the tech industry, they apparently were developing their own proprietary heatsink. They sent off the prototype to Linus, in which they used the wrong, I believe it was the wrong CPU or the wrong graphics card. They used the wrong components to actually test it. So it's not an accurate test because they used the components wrong. They installed it wrong. And then, again, this is a prototype. Instead of giving it back, they auctioned it. And when asked for comment, you know, Linus Tech Tips said, oh, yeah, we... we, we we reached out to them. We let them know the mistake. We're gonna give them. We're gonna write them a check for whatever they wanted. And then that company actually spoke out and go, "Yeah, we never got that." So again, maybe it's a simple miscommunication error. An email got lost. That happens. But a lot of these faux pas just keep adding up. And they did come out with an actual video addressing the issue. Now. They, in and of itself, this video is controversial because they originally monetized the video, which is a phenomenon in which you actually get paid when the advertisements are shown. You get a percentage of the sales from those advertisements where the company is paid to be on the video. Or rather, they pay for the advertisement to appear there. Someday, I hope this channel will get to that point because that will help us reinvest in the channel, get better graphics, get better video production. I'm still trying to adjust the camera. I know sometimes it goes out of focus for some reason. You know, I may have said it. If you know anything about cameras, yeah, let me know. That's not, I'm a... Mostly cybersecurity company, that's not in my repertoire, but I always appreciate the feedback if you have any experience with that. Now, so those really instances, so they first had monetized, so they're actually profiting off their mistake. But so many people downloaded it and made it negative in terms of their comments. They did later make it non-monetizable. So they demonetized their own video so they would not profit from this PR stunt. And it's one of those instances where nowadays you get one good shot, you get one shot in an apology. Whether you're a politician or a tech reviewer, it's very hard to regain trust and being authentic is even more rare More requires more nuance and it's harder to trick that, I think. So this is a 20-minute long apology session where you have all all the department heads of Linus Tech Tips apologizing profusely. But the part that was most interesting to me was Linus's part, which is false advertisement because he never carries a blanket, although he kind of looks like maybe his lines from the peanuts how he has not uh, uh, merchandised a merchandise to blanket by now is beyond me but let, let's listen to him
3: and let's face it he's gonna fail again hey it's me i'm chief vision officer now but realistically i'm not going to be able to hide behind my recent demotion here i was the one at the head of the company for each and every mistake that our community has rightly brought to our attention and once again things worse by allowing myself to respond emotionally
0: now this is on apparently his blog which is a sure sign of a douchebag where they have such an ego trip they think they're steve jobs and i say that because his profile picture is him in a black turtleneck not a tactical turtleneck which is acceptable not only acceptable but encouraged but a steve jobs turtleneck steve jobs glasses a steve jobs haircut and he has a cliche so, he did the, T- the Steve Jobs pose. The amount of narcissism it takes to compare yourself to one of the greatest minds in technology, one of the greatest business leaders, is ridiculous. And, of course, he just explodes, which, again, if, you have a, if you're having controversy in your life, a good rule of thumb is take a breath, step away, talk to a friend, talk to someone who can kind of be a sounding board to bounce ideas off of. Don't immediately glow, go and blog your emotions right off the bat. Cuz again, it's I don't think it's ever actually helped doing that approach. But he keeps going.
3: It's honestly really hard when people take an internal process error and then they run that all the way to Linus is a thief and wants to auction someone else's intellectual property to the highest bidder or accuses me of trying to brush something under the rug just because I
0: and Apparently they just showed it on the screen the company that they screwed over. I mean, they uh, accidentally didn't—they sold the heatsink instead of giving it back. Was Billet Labs, which again was a startup company, someone who's trying to get their foot in the door in the tech industry. That's something I admire, especially. Imagine how much harder it's going to be now that about what 15. Point, they got 15.5 million subscribers. A lot, millions of people saw that video, and people talk. And negative news spreads on an average 10 times faster than positive news that's detrimental to their company. May not, they might not even be able to get off the ground now because of their lack of morals and convictions. How much more, how much more morally vacuous can you be? Well, let's see.
3: You think it's important to get all the details before declaring me to be a low down liar, straight up piece of <laughs> We were slow shipping back the GPU that Billet Labs sent us. There's no way around it. That's our bad. But the delay in communication The one that prompted the post that you guys just saw, it was less than two business days. The second that I was made aware of the situation on the 14th, I emailed Billet Labs and I explained what happened. I even included Colton's attempt at apologizing and offering, no questions asked, full compensation for their stated value of the product, which happened on the 10th before we were under any pressure to do so, and without Colton even bothering to check with me or Yvonne before just saying, go for it. He knows that our internal policy is to do the right thing. (laughs) So he tried, bless him. I guess his job is safe for another day. And I, I, sorry, I guess I've actually gotten a little bit emotional here again, so.
0: Is he a robot in this video? Or an AI machine? I'm kidding, partially.
3: I'm gonna stop there. Um, because whatever's being said about me and whatever's being said about the team should never
0: have... ADHD, kind of a douchey title too. Chief Vision Officer. I know for some companies it's a legit position because... But yeah, to he you just know he chose that... Of the little I know about him, I've seen a couple of his videos, you know he chose that title intentionally. But I digress, partially.
3: I've allowed my feelings to distract from any valid criticism of our work. My decision, for example, to not bother retesting the monoblock? That was obviously wrong, and my lame response on the forum was a huge and unnecessary blunder.
0: He's been known for saying he doesn't want to do retakes or retests because it costs money, which I'd also argue you're going to make money off that because the YouTube videos are monetized, but still.
3: I owe you guys better, and I'm sorry. For my part,
0: I think he asked ChatGDP for some help with the apology. It's always the cliche, we're sorry, I'll do better. We'll do better.
3: First, I'm going to be working through the other members of the exec team for any crisis communication moving forward. And second, I'm going to spend my week Why is working he,
0: Is he holding crap in his hands? He's holding, like, wires. With the
3: other teams to develop.
0: So, for some weird reason, he's holding, like, a bundle of... was it? Teal wires in his hand? Probably not the best time to look distracted or to look like you're not paying attention. You can certainly not have crap in your hands, but that ADHD.
3: The system of processes that will help our company fulfill my vision of being a world-class tech media organization. I'm also going to be spending my week just refocusing guys on what matters most, which is bringing you guys the best damn content that we can make. It's been over 10 years. Lord, it's been almost 15. Um, but I still love tech. I love my team, and even though our relationship's a little rocky right now, I love this community and everything that it stands for. None of that has changed, and none of it is going to.
0: Dermot. Now we go to this new CEO who does most of the comments, ironically enough, are saying that the CEO, the new CEO looks kind of like an AI machine, like, not real. He he probably is. Emotion, he sounds kind of emotionally dead inside, but it looks re, kind of real. But yeah, a lot of the comments here, and again, now it's gotten up to was it 2.3.6 million views? Now, I got the statistic back when they had 2.2 million views. Of at that point, they had 150,000 likes, a thumbs up, and they had 75,000 downvotes. According to the third-party sites that track that, because YouTube is too morally vacuous to actually give you more transparency. Which again is a b. They claimed it's because they want to protect the content creators. That's ridiculous. On the back end logistics, you still see the ratio. Lots of people speculate they did that just to protect politicians who, like, had the worst ratios in history. But, I'll partially digress. Now, it's almost cliche, but... When these things happen, there's always... Always other things that come out of the woodwork. Now, this is a reference to a former Linus Tech Tips employee by the main, uh, name of Madison Soup. Soup? Her name is S-U-O-P. And she's on Twitter without a picture of her holding a bowl of soup, which marketing fail why she's not working in a kitchen or like a, a soup company that seems like good marketing or branding granted i work in a pizza shop but or do it no i'm just kidding i digress i actually never worked at a pizza shop now i think about it but i digress now she complains a lot and it's fascinating to see we're we don't have all day but we're gonna read a couple of her tweets now she says quote to stop the speculation and the DMs I'm receiving, I chose to quit my role at Lions Tech Tips or LTT because it and the working environment I was facing were ruining my mental health. "Unquote." Now, as soon as I hear that, I see more red flags than a terrible first date. Your mental health. I can't help but note. I can't help but think, this per- what What do they really mean? Because that, I have very few people who work hard in life who ever bring that note up. Now, let's go. She says, "Quote: The number of daily items on the social media roll at the time was expected to fill was incredibly high." Now, she says, "Quote: I was expected to tweet post 3 tweets, 2 Instagram posts, and 2 TikToks minimum per day." Let me sink that in for a minute. So, 3 tweets, 2 Instagram posts, and 2 TikToks. Now, Granted, when you have multiple platforms, a lot of that's going to be the same content. You're just going to have the same thing on different platforms. And again, young people tweet for a living, as it seems. That seems pretty damn easy, to say the least. Now, you see more hilarious than where this rant is 31 tweets long. So, she did about half the months of work in a single day. And apparently, she didn't drop dead from tweeting. But, she goes on. She she then clarifies to say... I was also expected to plan, film, and edit and post two float plane exclusives per week. That's... That's it? And then she continues to say, this included wrangling people to be in them when they were also all struggling to get their work done. Now, perhaps she has a silver... What is it? A silver... Not a silver lining. uh, A sand molecule? Not a molecule. a A grain of sand of truth? She said she was also expected to manage, plan, and come up with, execute and get approval for and schedule out all the sponsored content on socials, not not including YouTube, which would be the biggest, most important one. And then she goes on to say, all while being told not to complain because my job was the fun job. Quote, unquote. Which, yeah, I mean, compared to other jobs, have you ever dug ditches for a living? Something I think every American should have to do, work in retail for one summer. You'll build a lot of character, and you also realize, oh, dear God, my life is really damn easy in comparison. But... Unfortunately the level of entitlement entitlement in the United States is our it's an all-time high. But yes, uh, tweeting is tweeting and scheduling. I'm not saying that's easy. I do scheduling for my podcast interviews where I interview people on, the, on my other show, and I schedule meetings for work. That's it can be a little inconvenient, but it's definitely not the most difficult part of the job. Now she goes on for thirty-one or I guess and I, I read the first two, so twenty-nine more tweets. Again, I know public school math scores at all-time low, so we do a little bit of math here today. We just learned a little bit, some might say. So, she rants for all that. And, of course, there are allegations, and I pray they are not true, that she was mistreated in regards to sexual orientation. There apparently were some instances where people in the office were talking about their sexual experiences and proclivities, which I find morally disgusting and well, morally vacuous and disgusting. It's, it's one of those cliche things where it's not work-appropriate. So she brought those up and she was told to, quote, stop being such a bitch, unquote, which you wouldn't have to. I mean, if you weren't being a bitch, you wouldn't hear that. I'm just kidding. mostly like. So a lot of I guess you hear some pejorative things and again, no workplace is perfect. I'm sure there's some heated situations. But good God. That is such a rant. And it's just interesting that it's a very opportune time that, of course, Linus Tech Tips, that guy's, socially speaking, his life is going to shite really quick. No longer the CEO of the thing he created. They also sold off the company, so it's not really his baby as much anymore. So it'll be interesting to see, how many subscribers do they lose? One analysis site said they lost 100,000 subscribers in in one day after the incident came out. And interestingly enough, they're pausing production, which they're also known for having a very high, very demanding work schedule, where they're pumping out content all the time. So it'll be interesting to see how many people do they lose in terms of subscribers, who is still interested in the show, or may, hopefully things get better, but and not too many jobs are displaced. It'll be interesting to see. Time shall tell. Let me know in the comments. Are you going to unsubscribe to Lifestyle Tips now? Or are you going to keep showing? Or rather, tuning in? Let me know. Now, going over to the political part of the podcast, you have Vivek Ramaswamy going viral for his response to the LGBT activist community when he had an activist come up to him during one of his recent events. And in terms of a Republican being articulate with his words, or any politician really, it is quite impressive because he actually says something that's coherent, which, again, these days is pretty rare in and of itself. But I think he has a good summary of the situation and why there's a little contention by people when it comes to these topics.
3: What opinion, campaign what campaign were your
0: on the so she's not very loud Which is a r- 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 first activist To not be yelling Like life depends on it So she's saying what's your opinion on the LGBT community
2: Well I don't think it's one community okay. Really? Yeah I mean how could it be Just mashed together an alphabet soup Trans is fundamentally intentioned with gay if
0: Not sponsored by Campbell's but Probably should be That uh, Of all the marketing initiatives come on
2: But what's your opinion I am personally a pansexual, so I was just wondering what your views on same-sex couples were. I don't have a negative view of same-sex couples, but I do have a negative view of a tyranny of the minority. So so I think that in the name of protecting against a tyranny of the majority, and there are times in this country's history where we have had a tyranny of the majority. We have now, in the name of protecting against tyranny of the majority, created a new tyranny of the minority. And I think that that's wrong i don't think that somebody who's religious should be forced to officiate a wedding that they disagree with i don't think somebody who is a woman who's worked really hard for her achievements should be forced to compete against a biological man in a swim competition i don't think that somebody who's a woman that respects her bodily autonomy and dignity should be forced to change clothes in a locker room with a man that's not freedom that's oppression and so i believe
0: again for the people who are saying those things don't happen we showed on the show quite articulately, that those things have, in fact, happened and are happening.
2: That We live in a country where free adults should be free to dress how they want, behave how they want, and that's fine.
0: That being said, every man looks better in a suit. I can't emphasize this enough.
2: But you don't oppress, you don't become oppressive by foisting that on others, and that especially includes kids, because kids aren't the same as adults. And so I think adults are free to make whatever choices they want, but do not foist that ideology onto children before children are in a position as adults to make decisions for themselves,
0: it is interesting to note that many public schools these days will have the pride flag or the the newer pride flag, the uh, what was it, the trans flag, where they merged them together. Not, very few of them have a cross in the room, or a religious flag, or sometimes they don't even have an American flag anymore. So it's fascinating to see that you know it's, that's been pushed in the public schools like nothing else, yet. Other political ideologies or more other religious ideologies, those aren't allowed to be there, but they get an exception.
2: And so I think a lot of the frustration in the country, and if I'm being really honest, that I also share, comes from that new culture of oppression, where saying those things can actually get somebody punished.
0: Just like, as a couple days ago, Best Buy, the whole Geek Squad office was plastered with LGBT flags. It was unequal, in my opinion, because they wouldn't allow him to have a crucifix. Or a religious material, he couldn't have a Bible on his desk. So, that doesn't seem very fair. If you want everyone to express themselves, you should be able to have a religious icon or religious biblical materials on your desk. If you're allowing the other materials, it's it's quite literally not fair to discriminate against one.
2: And in my case, it's part of why it's my responsibility to say them. And I respect that you may have a different opinion. And that's okay. Part of what makes our country great is that you and I can be civil and have this conversation, and that we live in a country that still gives us each of us the right to speak to a presidential candidate and back and still say that we pledge allegiance to the same nation. So I think that's the beauty of our country, and that's my honest opinion. Awesome. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate
0: that. That is astronomically impressive for human interaction, which is pathetic to say that this is a rare moment in the United States you have two people of different ideologies actually having a discussion. Not a yelling match, which is all too common, unfortunately, in the United States, where people want censorship, they just want you to shut up and listen to their opinion, because they're right. Very few times, you actually have a cordial exchange of ideals. Truth be told, our country was founded on the idea that not only, not only are all men created equal, but I might not agree with what you're saying, but I'll fight to the death for your right to say it. And I really hope those value, values become more popular again, because it is the foundation for what was the greatest, what is the greatest country in the world. And in terms of articulating your political ideals, Vivek is doing a great job. This one video is a brilliant move on the chessboard, even if he didn't intend it to be. Because this, again, authenticity is very hard to fake. And it does seem he authentically believes in these ideals, and he's respectful of the other side. Now, How much support is he going to get in terms of right now he's pulling behind Trump. Everyone is by 30 plus points when it comes to the primary polls where you have people voting. Who do they want to be the Republican nominee? There's a big delta, but Vivek is catching up to DeSantis, which DeSantis is really just known. Well, he's known for being number two in in terms of the polling. He's usually behind Trump, usually 30 to 40 percent or 40 points, but he's known as the other front runner. So it'll be interesting to see, some polls are having him getting pretty close to DeSantis, and I would argue he's much more articulate with his ideals than DeSantis. And it'll be interesting to see how much does this video help push him up in the polls. On one YouTube channel this video got, what was this, 192,000 views and 16,000 likes. And it's one of those instances where there's a lot of good comments and a lot of good comments down there again appreciate you taking time to comment because the feedback is also appreciated also love to hear your experiences with the topics we cover so i can always add them to other videos more information more data the better but when it comes to this videos most of the comments are all just applauding vivek's response and just knocking it out of the water where he brings forth the concerns that everyone has gives his opinion on that and kind of lets people know where he's going to be politically Uh, I was going to say where he falls politically, and how that might affect his policies when, if he does get the privilege of becoming United States president, what he might do to ensure that groups are not discriminated against. It'll be interesting to see, let me know, does this change your perception of Vivek? Do you think he's a better candidate because of this? Do you think this might be a pivotal moment in the upcoming election where people start to support him even more because of it? It'll be interesting to see, but I always say, time shall tell. Other interesting political news. You have New York City banning TikTok on government phones, which, as I say, let me look at a lot the clock. They're only years behind everyone with, you know, a modicum of intellect, which, again, is New York City. We, they're usually far behind in many ways. Now, specifically, this is New York City Mayor Eric Adams, and his administration is banning TikTok from government phones and computers, citing cybersecurity risk about the Chinese-owned video app, which is... Again, we've known about that for years. Why you only just now? It is hilarious. Well, he will he be? Are people going to start calling him a Republican now? Because he's articul- he's articulately asked the Biden administration to help secure the border. Which again, wind back the clock a couple years back. New York historically has been a what they usually call a sanctuary city, where they won't prosecute you if you break if you are illegal, illegally enter or overstaying a work visa in the United States. They welcome you with open arms and they didn't care about traditionally the border states where they are the ones who usually feel more of the impact when it comes to the resor- public resources being tied up and how that could be very disadvantageous. Everything from public schools where, again, teachers have the capacity to teach so many kids if you or there's more kids than they can handle, the quality of education decreases, which is saying something because the quality of education seems to be de- increasingly, getting worse and worse in the United States. But yeah, all of a sudden, you, even. Even the mayor of New York City is saying the border is open too much. Interestingly enough, he's not being pejoratively called a Republican yet because he's elected Democrat, but it'll be interesting to see if this hurts him in the political polls. Now, it looks like more than 30 states thus far have barred employees from using TikTok and government devices, including the state of New York. So they were pretty late to the game. They adopted those policies back in 2020, which again, as a government employee, you shouldn't have any apps on your phone. Should so have email and a phone. Maybe the internet. Like, as a government employee, you're supposed to be working for the people. Why do you need a social media app on your phone? There's zero business use case, or in this case, the government use case to actually have that on your phone, especially because it's just glorified Chinese spyware. I I think it's a psychopath by the Chinese government, especially because if you look at how it's used in the US, it's maliciously used. In China, actually the content for the Chinese app for the kids there, where the kids are using it, they actually teach the kids be patriotic and actually explore careers in stem fields whereas in the united states it just glorifies a lot of mental disorders and morally vacuous activities and it looks like in terms of the federal government when it comes to tiktok they passed a law banning tiktok on government devices in december of 2022 so it'd be interesting to see i don't know if he's doing this to get more votes well as to said maybe they'll just vote for him no matter what but politically speaking talk about being late to the game over 30, well, I was gonna say, that's also pretty pathetic. That 20 other states who still haven't adopted this. Again, there's no no business justification to have that on your phone, especially if you're a government employee. But I digress, at least for now. Going on to the business blunder of the day, we have Nikola. Their shares crash after they have a recall of all of their batteries. Now, Nikola was the vaporware scam company founded by morally duplicist, morally vacuous person by the name of Trevor Milton, who literally lied, saying, oh yeah, this is a new hydrogen semi-truck. We have new proprietary technologies. I can't show you it. But just trust me. And they actually literally towed the, their prototype, which they claimed was a rolling working prototype. They towed it to the top of the hill and pushed it down... And they used that video to show that it would run under its own facilities, under its own powertrain. Which, again, it was just a video of a truck with no engine, just a shell of a truck going downhill. They didn't even make the shell. A third-party company, I believe in, was it Italy? Across the, uh, uh, another, a company not even based in the United States made the cab, or the main face and you know, body of the truck. So they really did nothing except vaporware and lying. And when it came to light, he was successfully sued by the government. He got, I believe he's in prison, hopefully, still. And they had this issue where now they had to try to get whole new talent. Because again, the company didn't do, they had no real product. They even filed filed patents. They had nothing. They had a shell of an idea. And the idea was crap because the big issue with hydrogen right now is the cost to actually make it into a transportational, the cost is prohibitive right now with the current technologies we have to actually make it so you can transport it and actually have it be able to refill at all these sites. Will we? And he claimed to have a breakthrough technology that would make the cost basically nothing, relatively speaking. So that would be a huge thing in the scientific and automotive community. But it was all lies. So they had a new CEO come in. They had a new leadership come in, and it looks like in on August fourth they appointed Chairman Steven Gursky, who's a former General Motors executive, to be the CEO. Which uh, maybe get something in terms of company success. GM has also gone bankrupt multiple times throughout the century and this is also the fourth ceo in four years which is a telltale sign a company is in very 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 bad condition when you've had four ceos in four years we're talking that's unprecedented levels of bad because every ceo has a new vision new initiatives and you're resetting that clock you're resetting all those initiatives you're you're usually throwing them all out because part of business is politics they want to have their ideas be the one that succeed so they come in you see this a lot with marketing companies, especially, but they just they want their own things to succeed. Now it looks like they're the total recall because they they realized the hydrogen was a lie, so they decided to make EV trucks or EV semi trucks, which again is a little prohibitive with the technologies we have now. Tesla's finally come out with one. We'll be interested to see what's the long term implications. What realistically is the best products to be transported with an EV semi truck? From a business perspective, I would probably guess something like free delay where they're shipping chips, which are mainly air, because then the weight is very little. The detriment to trucks, EV, and semi-trucks EV, it all the weight is what kills the range and all that. So the recall will affect a total of 209 battery-powered electric trucks, and it's between dealers as well as customers. And the company's recalling all those vehicles and they're in process of contacting all their parties. The company has said they suspected foul play when it started an investigation in June after their trucks in Phoenix, Arizona headquarters, they caught fire. And one damaged truck was kept at the Phoenix site for monitoring. That reignition was last month. Yeah, so your truck is bursting into flames. That's usually not the best idea. That was probably the detriment to the Chevy Bolt, which would literally bolt explosively. Like a lightning bolt, they would catch fire. Now subsequently they fixed that with a new battery supply, I believe. They switched over to LG another one. But, I digress. To have a company that's already already not perceived in the best light, because again, they had so much corruption, so many bad leaders, and they have such high turnover, the perception of them is already not good. And to have a recall that affects every one of your vehicles, not because a a random nut or bolt is loose so a mirror might droop or might fall off, but something that's the main core of the vehicle, the battery. That... That recall has to be the business blunder of the day. Thank you again, everyone, for taking the time to tune in. If you could do us, do us a favor, click that subscribe button. We'd greatly appreciate it. We're trying to get to 3,000 subscribers by the end of the month. Also, don't forget to take the time to like and comment. Your feedback is also greatly appreciated. Makes the videos better and better. As the feedback makes a critique of everything from the content to the visuals. of the be increasing better and better. Also, don't forget to tell your family, tell your friends, tell your coworkers, Heck, tell your enemies, tell anyone and everyone. Just stay safe and fight the good fight.